Our lesson today comes from John chapter 13. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who is bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, he put on his robe and returned to the table. He said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you as an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Here ends the reading. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations in our heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our God, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. So I'm curious, how many of you like feet? A couple, okay, there's a few out there. All right, now, how many of you don't like feet? Anyone? Oh, not that many don't like feet. That's pretty impressive. How many don't really care? Okay, majority, interesting. I had no idea how that would go. Usually, um, when the foot washing text comes about, there's always, like, one person who has a super strong reaction, I worked at a camp, and we always did foot washings one night, and one year with this woman, Kat Olson, refused to even be in the room with it. She was like, not only could she not have her feet washed, but she couldn't wash someone else's, but she couldn't even, like, she left the building. She's like, nope, can't do it. I hate feet. I was talking to my sister on the phone, and I said, oh, yeah, I'm preaching on Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. I hate feet. 
Like, she was deadpan. No, I really hate them. I'm like, I know you hate feed. Everyone in my family seems to hate feed. I don't hate them, but I don't love them either. It's not very often I want to have someone touch my feet. And when Jesus says, let's go wash other people's feet, I kind of want to agree with the guy at my text study who said, you know, I'm pretty sure that Jesus meant this for that time and not our time. We can just let this whole foot washing thing go. Hmm. We've tried to do this here at Shepherd. I know I've participated in it with, along with some of you where we've wa- invited people to have their feet washed, and there's usually not like a huge line. Shocking. We also then contemporized it once, and we washed hands instead, thinking maybe that's the more modern way to do it. Um, and yet I wonder if we maybe missed the boat a little bit. Um, Jesus does something really powerful in our gospel lesson today. And the three things he does, I think, all work together to send us a message about how we should live and how we could be with one another. So it's on the night in which he's betrayed that Jesus actually goes and he takes off his outer robe. He takes off his coat, and I'm not going to do it because I've got this microphone and a cord and it's going to get me messy. But he takes off this robe, which I think represents him laying down his authority. I mean, think about like a doctor taking off his, la- his coat, right? Or a congressperson taking off their suit coat. When you take off your coat, you're sending a message that I'm not going to come here all prepared with my name tag and title. Instead, I'm going to be ordinary just like you. And then he goes and he gets down on his hands and knees in front of his disciples' And then he reaches out and he washes their feet. Dr. Harry Went, who is the writer and um, creator of the Crossways Bible Study, draws Jesus over and over again in this position, on his knees, his hands outstretched, a crown on his head, and he says, this is the God we follow, a servant God. Jesus isn't best represented rising triumphant from the grave like we celebrate on Easter. He's not best represented on the cross with his arms out suffering, but instead on his hands and knees washing feet. Because Jesus is a servant king, and he has called us to do the same. To get down on our hands and knees and to wash each other's feet. But what if we don't like feet? I mean, couldn't we just find some other way to do it? I always admire when the Pope on Holy Thursday will go and wash people's feet. And he always makes a profound statement in the way he does it. He doesn't just wash the feet of the good Catholics who line up, but instead goes out and finds other people. He washes the feet of Muslims and Hindu people and Coptic Christians. He washes the feet of prison inmates and migrants and refugees. And in his foot washing, he portrays a message. He sends a message not just in words, but in action. All of these people are my beloved children. All of these people belong to God. Nothing separates us from serving anybody else. Everybody is worthy of having their feet washed. I wonder if Jesus washed people's feet because he had his own washed. 
You might remember that Mary, the sister of Lazarus and Martha, who we heard about last week in our lesson, once washed Jesus' feet. In fact, in, our, in the Gospel of John, she does it just a few chapters before this story. Jesus is at the house of Mary and Martha, and they're together, and then Mary comes out with this pound of perfume, and she gets down on her hands and knees, and she pours that perfume on Jesus' feet. And it was awkward, and it was uncomfortable, and everybody else in the house kind of wished that this whole feet thing wasn't happening. One of them said, um, wouldn't that perfume be better put to use elsewhere? And I have to imagine that the rest of the disciples were thinking, let's get out of here. One, it stinks. Can you imagine a pound of perfume? I can barely take it when they spray on me when I walk into the store at Macy's, let alone if a pound of perfume were poured out here. Overwhelming and abundant. Let's leave that feet washing thing alone, I think the disciples thought, and let's go back to real ministry Let's go back to feeding the people. Let's go back, Jesus, to proclaiming the gospel. And it's not even like a week or two later that Jesus goes before his disciples and follows Mary's example. He takes out his outer robe, lays it down, gets down on his hands and feet, and he washes their feet. He washes the feet of Andrew, who was the very first one to come and see He washes the feet of James and John and Nathaniel who said, could anything good come out of Galilee? And he washes the feet of Simon Peter who first protests and then by the time he's done says, oh God, Jesus, just give me a whole bath. And he even washes the feet of Judas, the very person who's going to leave this dinner party and betray him. He washes all all of their feet and invites us to do the same. I don't touch a lot of feet. I raised my hand. I was one of the few who said, I don't really like them. I touched the feet of my kids when they were little. Then I thought they were really cute when they were babies. Now a little less. But I will still can be moved to give pedicures on occasion to my girls and even their friends, although it's getting a little less comfortable for me. My parents, those closest to me, these are the feet I've interacted with, but for the most part, unless I'm at a ritual and we're doing a foot washing, you can all just keep your shoes and socks on. Thank you very much. But what if Jesus was really serious? What if this isn't just a ritual for a time long ago, but what if we actually did feet? What if we actually dared to make this a common part of our world? Would things change? Would we be transformed? I mean, think about how different conversations might have been last week if foot washing had been a part of what we do in our regular lives. Imagine for a moment that when the high school students left their schools and marched down to state capitals in order to protest and have their voices heard, if when they were greeted by congressmen and women who were going to listen to them or debate their arguments, if those men and women had instead taken off their suit coat, got down on their hands and knees before these high school students, and washed their feet... Wouldn't it have been different? 
Maybe they would have seen the glittery toenails of the teenage girls and thought, oh, this is what a 14-year-old's foot looks like. Or the bruised toes of some of the athletes and remembered how precious and vulnerable these children are. And maybe we wouldn't have a debate where we hold the mic and we defend ourselves, but we could let the mic down, not because we made a good argument, but because we're being humble enough to really see people, to dare to touch them, to dare to know them. Maybe healing would happen. Maybe lives would be changed. What if kids last week in our own community came home as they were dealing with grief in their own schools and instead of parents and kids separating and getting along with the businesses at hand if they washed feet? Now, it would be awkward, right? I know my kids would be like, leave me alone, Mom. And it'd be uncomfortable, but I have to imagine that maybe as I wash the feet of my own daughter, if our conversations would go a little deeper if maybe we could talk about things that hurt. Because our feet are vulnerable and sensitive, and when we bear them, I think we're bearing ourselves a little bit. And maybe those kids would go back to school and think about how their feet were washed and wondered if others have received such extraordinary love. And maybe they would look a little harder to the edges of their communities and say, who else needs to be cared for and loved in this way? I mean, maybe Jesus really does mean for us to wash feet. See, Jesus doesn't just say to go and do it. He actually does it. He touches feet that are stinky and smelly and vulnerable. He touches the feet of people he loves and people who will hurt him. He touches our feet, calls us precious, and we might say this is awkward and we don't need that. That's okay, But in the end, Jesus dares to go that distance. Set the example and says, go and do likewise. Could we dare? Jesus doesn't really mean for us to go and wash feet, does he? Amen.